Hey, it's time for Priority Pastor. Welcome back to Priority Pastor. This is Darren Ride. Today I want to highlight the fact that young pastors take more hits. Young pastors take more hits. I was commenting to somebody a while ago about a certain situation we were both aware of where a young pastor who was really quite gifted and capable and doing some amazing things in the church was just being dogged at every turn by individuals inside the church who seemed to be interfering and wanting to interfere with what was going on. And I made the comment to this person, I said, very few people know how many hits and how intense the hits are that a lot of our young pastors take. And our young pastors take a lot more. And it's not just young as in young in age, but but new pastors, even people who are going to the ministry as a second career are often not paired for the way people take shots at them. And in a way I see it, if you look at it from a spiritual lens, it really is uh, the work of the enemy. And I don't understand theologically how you know, people in the church, some of whom may actually be Christians, seem to be pawns of the enemy. But the intent is to discourage and to get you to compromise or get you to just outright quit. And a lot of young or new pastors do quit. Now, if you, you've been in ministry for a while, you probably do understand how many hits pastors take and how intense they are. I remember the first few weeks of my, my very first church as a young young pastor, how I got a call from one of the leaders and he just was checking to see I was in the office. And I said, yeah, I'm here. And I thought he was just coming for a coffee. But he walked in the door and looked at me and said, we better pray first. Pray you'll knock some sense into this young man's head before he destroys the church. And then he launched into his shopping list of mistakes I'd made in about my first month of ministry, three in particular. And then he left. And I was just devastated. I thought, what, am I really that bad? And I actually dug into and, and sought to make amends to the different people he claimed were offended by all my activity. And there was nothing there. In fact, one person said when I called them, I said, you know, I want to apologize for this. They said, did so-and-so talk to you? I said, yeah. And they said, well, he's he's just like that. It, I'm not offended at all. He just chose to be offended. And then I realized this this guy's whole intent was to, you know, kind of clip my wings and, and keep me in line. And, and that was the first kind of lesson in my ministry of, you know, toughening up a little bit and keeping going. I had another situation in my second church. I was still a young pastor in that sense that I'd been in ministry for, you know, six or seven years at that point where I shared some very deep, deep situation, deep trauma that we faced as a family in the past and just shared how that had affected me and how we'd gotten through it. And a fella came up to me after the services, walked right up to me and said, as on his way by, he said, I always knew there was something wrong with you. And he left. And if something like that would have happened in my first church, I would have been just completely crushed. In this case, I was just irritated because... Uh, I realized that was the kind of thing and I kind of filtered it through who this person was, you know, the kind of person who was always kind of complaining and taking shots. So it didn't have, didn't have its impact. I've noticed as I've gotten older, I've gotten more into ministry that those kind of things are more muted now. I don't know if there's less of them. I think there is in some, some cases, uh, just that I'm older and I'm not maybe seen as um, vulnerable. Uh, perhaps I'm also more callous that some of those same kind of things just don't register on me anymore. And as well, I do tend to cut off people when they are clearly malicious, when they're going off on something that I know is not true. I'm more willing to challenge them. And I don't think that because I'm a pastor, I just have to take it. 
And I recognize, of course, that there are people with agendas and I need to be alert to their agendas as a part of my leadership. Way back when I was an intern, my internship pastor made this comment to me, something I've never forgotten. He said, beware of those who meet you at the train. And what he was saying was, and he unpacked it for me, people who are just big fans right out of the gate, the people who are uh, you know, right there, even in some cases, the people who have campaigned to get you into a ministry position, often they're the ones who will cause you grief. And I've seen it again and again. I'm actually witnessing it right now in a situation I'm aware of where the number one fans of this new pastor a couple of years ago are now trying to get him out of the church. In fact, I once followed a pastor who he'd been kind of called into the church by some previous friendship connections. And within two years, that same person was trying to get him out of the church. Anyway, this is all just to highlight the reality of the the tension and the attacks, to look at it through a spiritual lens. Realize it's part of the battle, it's part of the job. And if you're a young pastor or a pastor facing some of this kind of stuff, let me just make a few suggestions. Number one, don't ever say something you need to go back and apologize for. You know, just you are better off biting your tongue rather than saying something hurtful or striking out. At the same time, do not put up with abuse. When people are crossing the line and attacking you personally, whether it's your boss or an elder or someone in the church, do not put up with it. You're not called to put up with that kind of stuff. And ultimately, uh, set an example, as it says in Timothy, set an example in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. And ultimately, when it comes down to the battle that is the ministry, I think it's really helpful to figure out what exactly David did at Ziklag when His men were wanting to kill him and everyone was against him. And it says that he found strength in his Lord, that he went and somehow got strength from the Lord. Figure out what that means and how to do that. It's very rare that it's just you or just me. There are people now we can contact who might be physically distant, but they're in our corner. Have those people on speed dial, but also have the Lord on speed dial. I know how to get on your face and revisit your gifts and your calling. And understand who you are in his sight, that he is your father, that you are a follower of Jesus. And if you're a follower of Jesus, all authority has been given to him. He calls you to go and make disciples and he will be with you. And find strength in that. Not saying it's easy, not saying the the hits are going to go away. But I want to encourage you to keep going, to press on and fight the good fight. God bless and yes, press on. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.